This week on the Push Ball Legs podcast, I've got Invisalign, and we'll be talking about measuring your clients in the right places, and the sorry state of actual salaries in strength and conditioning. In three, two, one. I've dropped two centimeters off my wrists, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? Yeah, mate, you've got fat wrists, so you need to lose them there. <laughs> I've got fat wrists. Um, the best. Yeah, I mean, I was so excited. Those, those are the calls we love getting from our clients. Like, those are the progress ones we want, is when somebody goes, you know Tom, it. I've never had thinner wrists i've dropped yeah. i've dropped a wrist size in two weeks shit no it's what? what it's so it's like all it's, about i mean i don't even have links on my my watch so i wouldn't even know so maybe the watch is fitting in a better like the belt buckle kind of thing i get that must be right. it must be that. that on the wrist isn't it it's the only explanation mate <laughs> drop a wrist size that's for your new gimmick mate i want to see that on um on biceps and banter for the new blitz thing. See if you have, if you get lots of signups saying drop a wrist size in eighteen weeks. How <laughs> many weeks you do it? Two months? I don't know. <sighs> Crazy, mate. <it's> just <laughs> some of the things that are out there. It's just mental. We'll go into it in a second. Um, yeah. All right. Sure. What's been going on in your world? Nothing. You just caught me mid-sip there of my drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Fucking, I nearly choked. Um, yeah, nothing. Training's still going well. Still absolutely fucking killing myself in the gym. But, you know, it's all good. Um, it's actually starting little, to feel like... Uh, a tr- little training recap. I feel like we've done one. Yeah. Especially because we have a little training week back because it's definitely been about four weeks since I've talked about it because I'm onto a new new plan. <laughs> so oh, I'm, onto, I'm onto phase two. Um, I think I did phase one in five weeks, if I'm really honest, because life, you know, but yeah, at least I did yeah. it. I didn't miss out a session. I basically just said, all right, that's the next one I have to do. That's the next one I have to do. I didn't try and catch up, if you will, or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, like uh, my the programs did, um, sort of, I suppose, progressed to a little bit now. So I'm doing the main lifts. Obviously, it started off... Um, you know, like goblet squats, that sort of stuff. So now I'm uh, like, my main lifts are um, front squat, bench press, deadlift, and they're all going pretty well. They've all got pauses or eccentrics in them. So they're kind of taxing, um, but good, feeling good, not feeling too beat up. I do feel tired a lot of the time because I'm just doing more stuff. But I think when I look at now my programs, the amount of volume I'm doing in four days is quite a lot because I fit it all into those like circuits. I do like I posted one today and it was like, um, so today I did, what did I do? I did bench press three eights with pauses. And then I did floor press with renegade rows. And then I did um, push-ups, kettlebell swings, curls, ski erg. That was one of the little circuits. And the other one was push press, pull-ups, tricep push-downs, bike erg. So like, it's kind of like getting everything in that I need to get in. And it's kind of creating this environment where I have to kind of keep my heart rate up and the capacity is high, but actually it doesn't hinder my ability to lift weights. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm still doing pull-ups like, so that's still good. My, my hammer curls aren't exactly like going down. I don't have to use a lighter weight, um, you know, push-ups, pu- you know, push press, that kind of thing. It's all stuff that it's, I think initially I would have always been like, oh, it's taken, you know, the fact you're out of breath and can't breathe is taken away from your ability to perform the movement well. But actually, after three or four weeks, your body's used to it and it can perform. And that's the whole point of it is to get you to a capacity where you can perform those those movements and your efficiency is better. And actually, your body doesn't shut down when it's breathing heavily anymore. Sure. <laughs> like, is that kind of thing where, um, yeah, it's going really, really well. And I even said to Justin today, I was like, it's actually comfortable. Like, I don't look at it now and be like, oh my God, like, it's going to be horrible. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, you know, I do it. And some of the movements might be hard to increase weight on and stuff, but it's more a case of, I think the first few times I did it, I was taking probably longer rests than I'm taking now. Whereas now I just literally take a couple of breaths and I just go through it round all the way. I don't really stop. Um, whereas at the start, the first few weeks, I was like fucking blowing out my ass. Like, <laughs> um, whereas now it's feeling a lot more comfortable. So we kind of, I think on the next phase, we're going to talk a little bit about pushing that 
a little bit more, um, set myself some goals for some like, talked about doing sort of like, I suppose, 10K rows, but doing like 10 lots of 1K and trying to make sure that the time's the same, you know, building that sort of thing in. But uh, that's exactly, we'll I have that kind of stuff in my uh, my planning. Yeah. So I do like, I do 500 meters once up to what would be like two and a half at the moment. So mm. I'll be like, I, I set a target and then you have to maintain the target. Basically, like yeah. if I'm doing 500 meter row, say my target is 145 for a 500 meter row or something like that. I would have to maintain that or be plus or minus 10% within it for the next like mm. post four ones. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff as well. There's also a case of something I used to do have a lot when I was swimming training and swim coaching, we do like negative split timing. But like, if you've got like a one K row, you're going to try basically you kind of do it blind. Um, so you do a one K you'd only see the distance and not the time you put the thing over it. You do, you've got a 2K row, but you're going to do the second kilometer faster than you do the first kilometer attempt to. Yeah. So you end up like you kind of stride it out the first one and then you go for it for the second one. Nearly always happens that you kind of do it equal because of just fatigue state and not as much power, but it's called a negative split timing. But I like to do that blind essentially. Yeah. You get to a certain point. I do it about swimming, swimming coaching back in the day. When I used to do swimming coaching, that was fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's, I think it's for me. It's been it's been it's been eye opening for me. I have to say, I think it would it's, it was it was easy for me before to be like, oh, no, I'm doing all this other stuff, which was fine. But I think for me right now in my training experience, my training age, it's it's just come at the right time doing it this way, training this yeah. way is it's given me that spark back to want to train and want to do stuff and put it first and prioritize certain things, and I can see why people get. Um, not addicted, that's the wrong word, but like get excited about doing it now. Like I, I, I can still think of nothing worse than running a marathon. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like I'm not like that, but it, it, I can see now how like pushing your body's ability to, to work essentially is, is quite a cool thing to do. And I do just feel loads better and loads fitter. I just feel tired though. I do have to say my body yeah. is still catching up. I'm I still don't... catching up with it. Like it's not adapted yet. I'm still... I think I'm under eating as well. Like I'm not eat. I am dieting a little bit. I am, I am conscious of that and I've lost weight and I look, I haven't lost weight. I've actually gained two kilos and I've kept it, but I look leaner. Um, yeah. and I kind of have that goal in my head. So I know that if I was to jam in another 500 calories, I'd probably, I'd probably sleep a bit better and feel less tired and fatigued. But, um, for now I want to diet a little bit anyway. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's just, um, I think for me, it's it's like I said, come at the right time, and I think it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to basketball. That starts next week, and I'm interested to see how fit I feel doing that because I've not played for so long. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm playing football, and I, I kind of think yeah that I don't think so. Obviously, I did my triathlon last year, right? I don't think I would be able to just comfortably. I think the main reason why I was able to go there and do a decent time and whatever and just balls the wall out without even doing any of them is because of this kind of training i think it's just i'm preconditioned into working and being like no i'm going to be able to just grind through um getting it yeah. through yeah the intensities aren't the same as like in terms of lifting intensities aren't the same as when i was powerlifting. of course not like they're not going to be i'm not lifting that kind of load doesn't mean i won't be able to tap into that in like maybe three or four months but mm-hmm. yeah i just think like the continuous strain is uh it's a lot more fun i feel just i like doing lots of stuff um as much stuff as possible and it makes it makes people not talk to me as well it's lovely because i haven't got as much resting yeah. time uh, yeah <laughs> which is a wonderful thing uh yeah i feel I, like i feel like i feel like with all i'm doing i i the frequency at which i'm hitting my muscle groups is far more regular and i think that's been the main thing for me my body yeah. was ready for whatever reason was ready for that and it's responded like i've not posted any pictures because i'm not that kind of person maybe i will do at some point but i took my starting pictures i took some recently don't. yeah I know. <laughs> well my starting pictures are so embarrassing i probably won't ever post them but i feel a lot i feel very like quite good like even compared to when i felt like really good doing bodybuilding stuff i feel like i look better now um 
and I, I'm convinced it's because I'm it's full body every session. It's like you just you, there's no there's none of this like oh but I did chest yesterday. It's like no you yeah. just do everything. You just, move. <laughs> and you just move. use your body and it's <laughs> and it's really really good um, to see that. I think the frequency I, and, and I'm sure my clients will see over the next few months. I, I'm going to start maybe increasing frequency in some people's workouts of, of muscle groups and see if there's a a response because. I think it's been really, really helpful for me and my training age. I think some people at that training age, similar training age would benefit from going away from the model of like push, pull legs or upper lower and actually go, is there a way we can do chest four times this week rather yeah. than doing four, four exercises and put it into two days. Is there going to be a benefit potentially of doing it one, you know, every day for four days? Cause I, I, from what I've seen in myself, which is not it's n equals one. It's not to be taken as gospel, but it's helped. It's definitely helped. Oh, I definitely think it helps. Like my days, like if you think three days, generally speaking, my main exercise is going to be lower, but it will cycle through from a squat, a deadlift, and then a unilateral base thing. So like a split squat, something like that. Yeah. That's my main thing. And then you, you cycle through it with some sort of choppy lift or like row and then some sort of crawl based movement then yeah i go into then then it's always going to be unilateral in my second like set always unilateral training with always some sort of core based training so either anti-rotation or anti-extension anti-flexion yeah. kind of thing and then it is always a uh, push or a, uh, basically a fundamental push or a fundamental pull like a chin up or like a dumbbell bench or dumbbell row Mm. yeah and then you go into like what the supplementary stuff like uh dead stop rows turkish get-ups carries and all that kind of stuff and then the conditioning mm. i like it it's good fun um i i literally have in, i have down had like four exercises i don't push the boat out to four exercises that's too confusing for me uh three, <laughs> the three is the I'd most have a, i'd have a choice in it i'd have a choice <laughs> in it. Just give it it three is the most uh, i always do um at the moment so which is quite nice i don't think i move off i've obviously got my t kind of plans for quite a while but i don't move off three until maybe month five yeah month five i move off three and i end up with twos and stuff so that's fun dan i can't believe you're gonna take the piss out of me yet why um so i got my invisalign on uh saturday can't notice them obviously you can't notice them but on an audio based show some people may have picked up that i cannot pronounce as well as i did previously no, i didn't pronounce that it. well anyway but yeah, I'm yeah you can't I, speak anyway i'm you really trying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i'm really trying to like pronounce it especially on an audio based show probably what words are you struggling uh, with well obviously s's s's and f's is a really tough one. Anything that has to use my my tongue from low to up, kind of seeing F and then S, like that kind of thing. I've got both in. So, so force got, and speed. Force, force speed, food. Force. It's weird, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's just quite strange. Um, so I got those on Saturday. Basically, my my jaw had taken a lot of trauma in the last two weeks. Um, you don't want to know, Tom. With, Calm down. Wisdom, <laughs> wisdom teeth came out and then uh seven days later bosh invisalign's in so i was there for about two hours like having these like little they put like little things on your teeth obviously i made this decision like way back when to do invisalign so i'd had all the like scans and all that bullshit to be sent through what it will look like in six months seven months year blah blah blah, blah as you go through all of your your retainers so um yeah this was the last one to actually get given my shit. And uh, yeah, they basically put a load of Is it shit just like a see-through, like, it's like when you've had braces and it's like the retainer, it's that sort of style thing, yeah? Like a see-through. Yeah. I can fuff it, yeah. On. So obviously I and then take it so out. So you take it out to eat and then eat. clean your teeth and then put it on. Correct, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, a ball ache. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's got a little oh, bit of but such yeah. a ball ache. I have to do that. It's uh, yeah, obviously, like the first three, four days hurt the most because your kind of teeth are setting to what oh, you're yeah. looking at. Uh, and it only seems to be that certain teeth, and I do notice it after I've obviously had it in for like all day, or obviously, I sleep with it in. Biting something that's quite hard is a bit tough 
because obviously teeth are a little bit looser, if you will, because they're set into certain uh, yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, a little bit frustrating. But I do get a cool little box to keep my disgusting shit in. Um, yeah. that. I got a cool little other thing. Um, ooh, blue inside. And then I've already got my six retainers for the next 12 weeks. So I change them every two weeks. So they get a fresh... Obviously, bit. they go a little bit different. Yeah. They gradually, gradually, gradually move, move sit uh, as you go through. So, yeah. I'm quite lucky that I don't really need anything. My teeth are fairly straight. I don't need anything. It's just more of a, a self-conscious Cosmetic. Thing. Uh, yeah, cosmetic yeah. dentistry. Because, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. you know, i got to protect this. Uh, this one. You're on video a lot now, mate. You're on video literally, now. Like, if yeah. anybody wants to know, so, yeah, that is literally the reason. Because obviously, the, the way my career is going, I'm on video a hell of a lot more now. I'll be in front of people yeah. talking lectures, all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, I'd like to sort that out. Uh, yeah. Basically, I have one tooth that I want to move. And then went to the orthodontist. They were like, Yeah, we should probably do the whole thing because the bottom are all messed up. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, really? Okay. It's, how's that much cost, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's cost twice as much. That, yeah. That costs. Yeah, so if I just want to do the top, yeah, two and a half grand. And the both, four grand. I was like, what do you recommend? Both, obviously. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Both. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, yeah. But I think I've got the tops get done quicker than the buttons. But, yeah, little apologies if you find my voice infuriating normally and then <sighs> might have the added lisp effect. But I think... Uh, my tongue's learning, basically. You, you start to lose it. And not a lot of people, literally, I've obviously been speaking with them for the last, like, three or four days, and nobody's really noticed. And I was like, I don't know whether that says anything about what, how I normally speak, or... I'm I think that speaking. says more about what, how you normally speak. I think Definitely. so, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, lovely. Um, right. Are we going to do a protein bar? Oof, I've only got carb killers, mate. I told you. I've, I've been yeah, on a protein yeah. pantry. I can't, get, I can't get any, but we haven't we got any new ones, have we? We need to buy some. So I'll make a conscious effort to buy some uh, later this evening for us both. Um, because I have got two, but they're, they're stuff we haven't reviewed, but they're oldies but goodies. Um, I have a Mars and a Snickers. Because they definitely have changed since the last time I had them. But they I have. Will... No, they have definitely. Yeah. To be fair, some of the grenade flavors have changed as well. You know, the older ones that, that they have changed. I'm convinced of it. So it's actually not that bad that we're doing it. Yeah, I'm so going to do battle, the Jaffa Quake. Jaffa battle Quake. of the, uh, the big boys, basically. This is like mainstream, knock it out of the park. I'm going to have to take a second because I've got to take my this line out. Uh, oh, God. Every, ses- every fucking week now we're going to have this, aren't we? Yeah, simply. And then, but I think someone did send me actually. Someone did send me a company to look at. Bean of Coffee, he knows who he is. Sent me um, Swalsome Foods. Tom, you heard of them? Okay, no. Swal, I'm pretty sure they're called Swalsome Foods. I like, I like the name. Swalsome Food protein bars. Yeah, not your average protein bar. Uh, Shop all. There we go. yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's where you need to buy them from, Tom. All right, you, is it your round next or is it my round? Yeah, I think it's mine. I'm going to be honest. Right, yeah. let me send you this. Send me the link, link Daniel. Swallow some foods. Um, yeah, apparently these are these are good. I think they're similar, you know, to the protein pantry and stuff. They've got one called Bicky Butter. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that there's all these little boutique ones that are coughing up. Based around the little saucer biscuits that come with your coffee. There you go. Stuff with I mean, white chocolate blondie chunks filled with crunchy caramelized biscuit, dunked in sugar-free white chocolate, and finally topped with golden honeycomb nuggets. I mean, if that doesn't sound great, I don't know what does. I mean, um, they're work they're working to a ten day, ten working day turnaround time. So we might get them in a few weeks. Um, yeah, I was about to say, maybe one. <laughs> Brilliant. Here's some fun, fun one. Bicky butter, caramel brownie, hazelnutty brownie. I'm quite glad the Battenberg sold out because um, egg hunt. Who likes Battenberg? Grow up. I don't know anyone who likes Battenberg. Uh, who who likes that? that? Awful. What an awful thing to have. Um, yeah. Who likes marzipan? That thing. And also the 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 Blemonberry muffin sold out as well. Another one you wouldn't like. So Blemonberry, good, isn't it? I don't, is that right? Are we get one of each. And... Are we get? Are we getting one of each? Yeah, caramel brownie, Bicky butter, chocolate truffle, egg hunt, and hazel naughty brownie. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'll, I'll do. It. I'll add it. I'll add it to cart now. Are you one doing the cart? I mean, I was going to buy it for you, but you know, it's fine. Oh well, no, it's all right. You doing don't it, mind? 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it on the show. And bye. I'm not gonna do it on the show. I'm just adding them to the cart while we're talking. <laughs> it's easier. So All right. So because I, I will forget. Which one should we do? Snickers or Mars? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are they the Snickers? Are they Snickers and Mars? Actual twenty grams of protein, or are they the ones that have got like slightly more protein, like thirty percent more or whatever? There's more protein, thirty percent less sugar. Yeah, you see, I think they're not the actual protein bar ones. They're just they got like six, seven grams. There's I think they might only have six. It. Have I been conned? I think you, yeah, you've fallen for the for the marketing, mate. I think they've only got about seven grams of protein in them. I could be wrong. They've got ten. Yeah, they're the they're ten the to eleven. Ones, they're not the real ones, are they? They're the shit ones. Mm. They're the they're the shit. Ones, but they should yeah. taste nicer. Well, you'd think they would taste nicer. Yeah, they should do. You're oh, right. I'm gonna have a little bite of both. Because fuck it. Um, now you've ruined my day. Well, sorry for ruining your day, mate, but you know I'm just spitting bare facts. Do you know what I mean? That's just what I do now. <laughs> sorry about that. It's just what I do. What are you saying? Yay, nay. Just a soft Mars bar. Yeah, it's quite soft. I just the one thing is going to play into all of these protein reviews for the next year is. My teeth are going to be quite tender most of the time. <laughs> so, therefore, anything chewy can fuck uh, off. <laughs> yeah. Not good, is it? Not no. good. All right. I'm going to get Jaffa Quake. I've not had a Jaffa Quake for ages. Yeah. Um, ages and ages and ages. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see the if it's chewy. all right. 10 grams of protein is better than a normal Mars bar. And it's just of similar taste, but not really. Um, and unfortunately, this Snickers has fallen apart. So not good. We'll, we'll dive into this guy. I do like a Snickers. But would you ever keep a Snickers in the, the fridge? Of course you would. Too hard, mate. That's where it goes. Jaffa Quake. <coughs> oh, fucking up. Excuse me. It's not chocolate orangey enough. It's just chocolatey. But it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's better than the birthday cake one. I had that the other day. It was dreadful. Awful flavor oh. grenade. It's not good. So my summation That's of that... Better Snickers, than I thought it was going to be. Snickers and Mars bar. Um, they're basically just slightly thinner, normal bars. Yeah. I think they're, they're definitely chewy enough, so they're soft enough uh, to be it. I prefer the Snickers over Mars Bar um, in the pro this way um, because I feel like Mars Bar's lacking. Yeah. They go just all the swolsome. But yeah, only 10 grams of protein, 10 to 11 grams of protein. So not really a protein bar, is it? I was going to get... Not, mate. That's the thing. I actually umdenard about bringing a natural fitness food protein bar on the show, and Ooh. obviously we know old Henry Dunmore. He sometimes listens to the show, and he's not asked, but he's also uh, he has sent me some stuff in terms of protein stuff. But their protein bars are never twenty grams; they're always wow. around the ten to fifteen figure. Because they're more like, I think it's more health-based. I think that yeah. seems to be a thing. It's like, oh, these are vegan health-based bars instead of like, the, I'm a protein bar. I'm going to smash you with protein. And also with vegan, you can't put too much protein powder in because it just tastes like dirt. <clears throat> like it True. just tastes like, horrible. Because so, I'm a massive fan. If anybody's in around London, they're also doing, they've, they're opening a new store in Camden, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so they're doing pretty well. Pandemics hit you hard, Henry. Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're opening there, and but they, even though it is vegan, their vegan like based Snickers, I think bar, some of Snicker almond Snickersy bar is so decadent. It is so I I always have it that it's just like a, I think it's like a little dessert that I can have whilst at the gym. It's so nice. Uh, that's one of the one of my favorite protein protein health based calorie bars basically it's 10 i swear it's like just an even spread of 10 10 10 in terms of fats carbs and protein but yeah but anyway so just feel like carb killers i just feel like carb killers you just can't go wrong you can't That's go wrong I bought, but i don't think you can ever go incredibly right 
they're, they're never going to be anyone's top protein bar. But for the macros on it, for the 22 grams of protein, for 215 calories, and the taste's good, it's good. It's just good. It's good, right? It's good. It's not amazing. It's not out of the world, out of this world. Yeah. But it's. A, I think it's better than the Mars and Snickers ones I've had recently. I would say. Okay. I'll take that over that every day. So, Decent. Yeah, I'm going to finish that off after this. I'll be quite glad about it as well. <laughs> nice. All right. There you go. So, Daniel, um, so if, if some people can remember a few weeks ago, Daniel got on a bit of rant uh, about some chap um, that decided to say that, was it uh, uh, eating under 1,600 calories wasn't possible or 1,300 or something like that? Dangerous. If you, it's dangerous and you just start, you start like losing body parts and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So this chap has gotten up, gotten up your wick again. And uh, obviously oh, people, people who know the show, um, usually what I say at the start does reference to something during the show. Um, a little little plug for you. Yeah, so you know what's coming but yeah. up. But yeah, this guy. This guy. So basically, there's this guy who... There's this guy who is in fitness and he used to be quite big on Facebook about three, four years ago. Um, and he was like one of these big trolls. He used to go around trolling people all over the place thinking he was amazing had a massive massive mouth because you just fucking talk all the time and you hear loads of rumors about people or whatever i don't know any of how, how true any of it is about what happened to him and how su- successfully may or may not have been you know whatever right but anyway he, he just disappeared just disappeared randomly and he's come back on tiktok and he's got two hundred thousand followers somehow i don't know how um well i do know how no i do know how and exactly how i'll tell you in a sec um and basically he's going around telling people that, you know, you should be eating more, moving more. And that's how you lose weight, uh, which it's not Joe Wicks, by the way. Um, but no, it's like, you know, <laughs> I, he's think like, oh, you I think that's been done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, shouldn't on, you shouldn't go on low calories. You know, you'll, you'll die. You'll starve to death. All this sort of stuff is dangerous and all these things. Right. And he specializes on working with obese people. People who are like 140, 150 kilos, whatever. He used to be obese, I think at some point, that was his big selling point back on Facebook. He went from obese to like cover model or something. I can't remember some fucking bullshit anyway <laughs> so he predominantly works with obese people and he obviously he's posted on tiktok saying that you should be eating four thousand calories a day if you're way over 100 kilos so obviously he's got followers because who wouldn't want to hear that right but anyway this so i've, I've just you know as soon as videos popped up occasionally i'm like oh, okay this is quite funny and the other day he he shared one and he was like oh i've got to show you i've got to show you this I've got to show you this one of my clients she's 142 kilos She's lost 10 centimeters from her body measurements this in the last four, uh, every week for the last four weeks. And I was like, oh, fair play. It's not, not too bad. And then he showed the measurements. And her total body measurements were 910. Yeah. Now, <laughs> when, I, when I work with people, like the, the main ones that I really give a shit about, depending on, on male and female, is waist, hips, and then chest, right? For, mainly for guys, pretty much, right? mainly for women, hips and waist, mainly for guys, waist and chest. They're the two that, that we're really looking to change because that will change your overall body shape, right? And occasionally take like leg measurements, things like that, whatever. This guy, managed to pause on the video, just, you know, could see. Neck, okay, if you want, whatever. Right arm, left arm, right forearm, left forearm, Right wrist, left wrist, waist, hips, right quad, left quad, right calf, left calf, left ankle, probably. I didn't see that far down. But like <laughs> every single potty part you can imagine. Then added up all the measurements and goes, yeah, a measurements are 910 centimeters. I was like, brilliant. Well done, mate. So actually losing 10 centimeters a week isn't that fabulous, is it really? Let's be honest. And so I looked at the measurements. Her waist measurement was 142 centimeters right big big lady right 140 centimeters bearing in mind when i've worked with people i think the, the largest waist of someone i've worked with is probably maybe 110 something like 100 maybe 120 when i work with someone who's got 110 waist i can probably see between a three to five centimeter change a week it, easily because it's because it's easy because they've got a lot of body fat to lose right with good coaching it's possible this woman that he had lost one centimeter off her waist each week for four weeks. So yes, you're right. It would take her 73 weeks 
to get to a 70 centimeter waist. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a fucking long time <laughs> to be on a diet for. And he was boasting, saying that she's on like 2,200 calories on average and that she's eating more and she's, you know, she's only doing 6,000 steps a day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but you could put her on 1,800 calories and get her to do 10,000 steps a day and she'd be losing about three centimeters off her waist a week and she'd be needing to diet for less time. Like people have this like obsession with being like, diet on the highest number of calories you can diet on. Yes, I agree as much as possible whilst hitting your goal within a reasonable time frame. Would someone rather be on a, a 15 week diet, right? And lose 45 centimeters from their waist or would they rather diet for 45 weeks and have to track everything and be diligent every single day of every single, you know, that whole time and lose the same amount from their waist? I know which one I prefer, right? <laughs> and the baffling thing for me is like that this person, he like the way he talks, he's so condescending. He's so up his own ass. He's right. Everyone else is wrong, right? And at no point did he say, is this woman happy with this rate of weight loss or anything like that? He's like, you know, and he was talking about 10 centimeters lost all this time. It's all he kept banging on about. And like you said, Tom, like the first two weeks, she lost it off her wrist. Two of the <laughs> centimeters. She lost two centimeters. She was like, I was like, you've lost 10 centimeters a week. Yeah. Um, let's go. About 20% of that like, over the first two weeks was off your wrist. Yeah. So Are it's like... <laughs> it's just like look like people you can you can make data look however you want to look you can do it right and like i've said before i'm all for people being on the highest number of calories it's not it's not just about low calories and just diet and get on the low, low whatever but there has to come a point whereby are you motivated seeing that little change maybe she is maybe this woman is right maybe i'm you know i'm just being a bit picky but the reason i'm being picky is because the way he talks about it is like he's god's gift and like he's right everyone else is wrong and all this sort of stuff i know for a fact with a lot of my clients if they were seeing one centimeters off their waist and they weighed that they'd be getting they'd be disappointed and like the question will be asked like do you fancy going to two thousand calories you, you probably lose it a bit quicker if you think you can stick to that I, I think you know that could be a good way of doing it um and yeah it just frustrates me because there's this whole stigma around putting people on low calories and that people you know that just should be on high calories all the time and the fact of the matter is someone who's 142 kilos like this woman was 2200 calories is not a lot it's not a lot it just sounds a lot in comparison to someone who's 70 kilos it just sounds a lot but the key data is not given it's like oh yeah she needs to be on 2000 over 2000 calories so this is the kind of guy who's like oh no one should diet on less than 1600 well no the people you work with shouldn't they don't need to mate She's 142 kilos. By walking 6,000 steps, she's weight training. Yeah. Like, she's farmers walking. Like, don't, do you know what I mean? Like, but he doesn't say that. He doesn't mention that. So then when you work with a female who's, I've got females. I've got a female at the moment, a transformation picture on my desktop, which is why I've just thought of her. She's 45 kilos. She's on 2,200 calories a day. So am I some sort of genius? Am I amazing? No, <laughs> she does 20,000 steps a day. She does 20,000 steps a day. That's why she can, she can eat that food. And she's trying to gain muscle, right? And it's just like everyone is individual. Everyone needs different amounts of calories. People with PCOS um, need lo they have lower metabolisms. They need less calories. It's shit. I'm sorry. This is the way it happens. Some people have low thyroid. They need less calories. It's nothing to do with dieting that makes their thyroid lower. They just need less calories in general. I've got some clients who are trying to gain muscle, females, on low calories because their body just puts it on as fat because their metabolism is lower. It's shit. It's shit. But when you've got the data to back it up and you've worked with people for long enough, you can see these trends. You know what happens. You can tell. It's why tracking is so valuable. And everyone fucking hates tracking. And it's such a bad rap. But it's done for a reason. It's because it gives you useful data that you can make informed decisions on rather than just guessing. And by saying no one should diet less than 1,600 calories, you're guessing. He's guessing that. I put people on a certain number of calories. I put them on based on data, based on informed decisions, based on data, based on conversations. How quick do you want to lose the weight? Can you sustain that? Is it going to be, and again, that's the other one. Don't get me started on fucking, should a diet be sustainable? No, it shouldn't, right? <laughs> you want to diet for as little time as possible. I don't want to be on a diet forever. Fuck being sustainable. Get me in and out of this thing as quickly as possible. Um, and it just frustrates me because it gets banded around and no one actually knows. All these people that talk about, oh, that's low calories. That's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable. I don't want to be on fucking 1200 calories forever. Fuck you. I want to be able to then eat more. And then when you start increasing steps, when you start doing all those things, you can then start doing that. Um, 
but people don't understand metabolisms. They don't understand calories. They don't understand what makes up the calorie in calorie out argument. Yes. That's what it boils down to. You can change your calories out. You can change your calories in and you can manipulate it, but everyone has a fucking opinion on it and they don't actually know anything about it. That's what frustrates me is they don't actually work with people who have these issues who have common things like that. Um, and they just don't know anything. And it's always people who, oh, that sounds a bit low. Oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. That's why you're in the position you're in. It's not my fault. Like there comes a point you're going to need to diet and you can't just eat food all the fucking time and expect to get where you want to get to. I don't know. It just, it just baffles me that people are so reluctant to go on low calories. It's like, yeah, but you don't, you're right doing a high calorie bit though, aren't you? That seems all right. Fine doing that <laughs> bit. And it's, there's a consequence to that is that if you then want to lose the weight, you're going to have to go on low calories. And it's just baffles me. It just baffles me that everyone, everyone wants to be on high calories. Of course they do, but you've got to kind of not earn the right, but you've got to be in a position where you're happy with your physique that you can then maintain. And I always say to my clients, these calories on aren't forever. Add five, six, 700 calories onto this. This will be your maintenance. You've got to fucking get there first. Yeah. You can't, you can't wish you were there now. Um, and it's like, we've, you've probably found it, right? You've probably found it recently from being in less active now because you're not in the gym as much and moving around. You probably need less calories. I remember when I first moved from London, Daniel, I Daniel, realized, I was like, I, I'm going to accidentally lose weight with fucking these Invisaligns because I don't want to fucking take them in <laughs> yeah. and out the whole yeah. time to that's, eat. The, that's true, yeah. Yeah, you probably will. But like, <laughs> when I stopped doing 25,000 steps a day, walking to and from work, walking around the gym all day, I could eat 4,000 calories there and easy. It was fine. I remember for my diet, for my first photo shoot, I thought I was going to die on 2,100 calories. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> dreadful. Now I eat that in a day comfortably maintaining. Your body can change. Your metabolism changes. And it's not your metabolism as you think it is, which is your BMR. That is pretty much stable. It's the neat. It's the moving around. It's how your body deals with all the other stuff that's going on, how efficient it is, how long it's been in a deficit, how long it's been in a surplus, how long it's been at maintenance. Like people don't know this shit and they think they do. They think and they're if, on the set number of like, calories just, forever. Just, their maintenance just is fixed. point of view there as well. Like obviously, yes, mine as an average has gone down. And I would always look at like those calories as an average if I'm looking at like clients and whatever. Um, but for me as well, I tend to, I have two days where I PT, not nearly all, all day, right? So most of my clients are on a Tuesday, which is today. And then a Thursday, I know I need to eat more to maintain my fucking level of consciousness throughout the Tuesday and the Thursday, because I probably have seven, eight, nine clients on those days. And like, I'm lagging and I train on those days as well, more often than not. Um, just because, yeah, you look at my steps, I had six clients today um, and I've trained if you look at my step count, what am I at? Yeah, 17,000. I've done that without thinking, right? So that's that's just been six clients and I've trained myself, but that's about it. I got the tube to work. I didn't really walk that much, but that's what happens. But those days, I have to be high in calories. And then the other days, it dramatically plummets. And I kind of back off anyway, because you kind of realize that you're like, all right, I'm not going to move anyway. People don't yeah, think and that. Like, well. It's like, oh, I've but like, that, this, this calorie count is the same every day. It's like, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, like, I've got my I've got my aura ring now, so obviously that tracks stuff, but that puts the, on my busy day, days that I, days uh, that I signet train. Signet ring, uh, my friend, signet ring. Thank signet you. ring. <laughs> on the days that I train at the moment, it's telling me that on in a day, I'm burning 3,100 calories, roughly. Days that I train, it's pretty consistently coming out of 3,000 I do more walking on those days. And then the days that I work from home and I do my work at home, it's saying it's around two and a half thousand. I would suggest based on what I eat, that is pretty accurate. I think for me, that's pretty accurate. It takes into account a few things. People always, again, people always slagging off these calorie counters, aren't they? Oh yeah. Don't believe the calorie outputs. They're never right. It's like, well, actually if it tracks your heart rate, it can actually be fairly accurate if you're not just, like constantly dieting, constantly in a shit state or whatever. I just don't um, get it. Like my thing was like, Luke was asking me this, was like, what would you do for a client onboarding? And I was like, right now, I'd probably be like, all right, you're going to give me a 60 quid signing on fee and I'm going to buy you a Fitbit because yeah. that would be amazing as like tracking data. Like then they've got no excuse not to have one and wear it. And I'm like, oh, I bought you a Fitbit when you signed on. Like that was your signing on fee. So you have to have a Fitbit. Mm -hmm. Because it is better than fucking guessing. 
It is so much yeah. better. It's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is people always like, oh, people go, oh, yeah, but just use a calorie card. It's like, that's a guess as well. Like, it's all just guessing. Like, don't. And this is the thing. At least the Fitbit's based on something around what you're doing. So I use my Apple Watch to track my heart rate data during my like cardio bits because I want to see how how well I think I'm performing whether it's stayed at a reasonably high rate and all this sort of stuff and it copies over then to the to my to the aura app and all this sort of stuff and I have to say I I genuinely I've got no reason to disbelieve the fact that today I've burnt 3,100 calories I've done about 14,000 steps I've been fairly active I've trained today it's probably about right. I think that will be, end up being about about right. And if I was to then go, right, I want to diet, I'm going to go on 2,500 calories. That put me in some... I, I'd lose weight on that. I genuinely would. I'm probably eating to that now. I eat, I just eat shit in the evening. I just probably have 1,000 calories of ice cream, like chocolate, whatever. I eat fairly low calorie during the day. But like, this is the thing. People are very quick to slag these things off. But actually, it's like you just said, it's better than, than nothing. It's better than... And, and that's the thing is like it knows my weight it knows my height so it's obviously making a, a, an adjustment but it's also got my heart rate data that it takes all the fucking time and it is probably a better guess than someone on tiktok telling me you shouldn't be on that no they're wrong <laughs> well says who mate right just ridiculous so i just think that obviously it's the like, whole it's, like it's, if it's wrong yeah it's wrong but it's probably gonna be wrong consistently so therefore after a while that's consistent basis is wrong yeah but you can work out the calculation post. But you can work it out. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> that I, can, like, I look back over all these days and the days that I train, I can literally see it on the graph. The days I train, I'm total burned 3,100 calories. Pretty significant. Like next day, 3,072, 3,135. And then I go back and it's like back towards April time. Again, like one day there, 3,400. Um, I must've done a particularly hard cardio session. 3,100. <laughs> 3,200, 3,100. The days that I'm at home, 2,500, 2,700. Like it's, it makes sense. Like, so all I've done on those days is I've walked to the gym, I've trained and I've come back and it's telling me that that is an extra 400 calories. That's about right. Like I, like it's, it's pretty, I just think that people are very quick to judge these things and say they don't work or whatever, but that's giving me relevant information. So for me, I know on a day at the moment, I'm on about 3,200, let's say, right. If I was to go on a diet, and I was to slow down and I was to do less steps, be less active. I reckon it would pick it up and it would go, your total calorie burn has been 2,900. And it would actually, then I'd be able to see the data and see that it's actually useful. Um, so yeah, like that's the, that's the thing. I just think it's, it's, it's better than nothing. I can't remember what we're talking about. I've gone off well. On <laughs> we've got such a tangent. Um, we we're talking about measuring, uh, measuring your client's wrists, mate. But yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So, and I just think it's, <laughs> it's, it's important that data, like data, that's what we talk about. Data, data is valuable. It's very, very useful. It, it shows us information. It shows us trends, all this sort of stuff. But the problem is like, this is where coaching is so useful is a coach can interpret that data for you and make the right decision. You can't interpret it. You you will make the wrong decision. You'll look at your weight going up and go, oh, God, what's going on there? And your coach will yeah. go, well, yeah, it's because it's time of the month. It's because you train hard this week. It's because you're stressed. It's because you've had a work stress. It's like, it's obvious to us. We're coaches. It's obvious. To you, you'll always be like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? Um, you know, and, and I don't have it anymore. Like, I could weigh myself now and be like, well, like, it says I'm 81 kilos and I've gained two kilos. But I'm like, yeah, but the mirror says otherwise. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm stronger. Exactly. I'm fitter. I just, you know, there's, there's other things. And, and that's where I can use that data as well to go on well, my rest and heart rates come down. So I'm like, well, I'm fitter. So don't care. Um, and it's, it's just like you can manipulate data, uh, like the measurements to say whatever you want them to say and to be whatever you want them to be. And I think that when it comes to calories, people are just so emotional about it. People are so emotional about under eating, about dieting, about all this sort of stuff because they have the hangups around it. Um, you know, they've been burnt, they've been whatever, and there's a lot of people who haven't, who do have good relationships with tracking, do have good relationship with food, do understand this stuff. Um, it's just frightening. The industry is a frightening place to be sometimes. It is a frightening really? place. And we're going to move on to what the industry, we talked about this a few weeks ago again, and it just seems to have cropped up because obviously furloughs ending and more jobs are going to come out. But see, I follow the UKCA. It's a fucking dinosaur organization. Um, I will never go in and actually do my accreditation. Don't need to. It's like, it's like the, what was the first ever stage of dinosaurs? You know, like the prehistoric. It's like, they're like the real first ones. Those, those, right. So they, they got, they use their, their Instagram very sporadically. It's fucking terrible, but they do post jobs in S and C. 
So I'm going to go through these, Daniel. And I did actually save a post um, by one of my uh, one of my coaches. I think it was on LinkedIn. Did I screenshot or did I save it? Because it was really cool. And I totally agreed with what he was saying. Um, Tom Colville. Um, it was about jobs in S&C and about basically people um, not kind of showing... Why am I looking at jobs? I want to look at people. How do I look at people on LinkedIn? Mate, you're asking the wrong person. I know. Well, old, uh, old, boring ticker has uh, fucking messaged me again. Of course, she asked me. She she loves it. Must must she be can't doing, wait to work with you. Must be doing well messaging random fuckers on a Sunday night at like ten past nine p.m. No, that's I like. I'm like that is not the time to cold fucking call and cold sell and cold message somebody. That is awful, isn't it? Right, that's really not, is it? It's like absolutely insane. Um, there we go, little Colville. There he is. I want to see his feed. How do I see a feed on there as well? LinkedIn, sort yourself out. I have no idea what's going on. Um, Any more? No. No idea. Activity. There we go. It's an interesting one because there's the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Two silence. So he's working at uh, Millwall at the moment, right? So yeah. So in in SNC, it's quite common for like them not to kind of show the basic salary or like show the salary like based off uh, conditions or whatever before you even apply for the role. And that's insane. Yeah. Right. So this was somebody shared by, he shared it, but it was three weeks ago by Chloe Cowden. She was like, um, so this was for a modeling agency, a 21 grand salary is 17,920 after tax. The average room for a single person is around 700 quid, add 150 for all house bills and 160 for travel leaves you about 480. If you can afford to live on 480 for food and shopping, personal bills, socializing, how is it and saving? How is it acceptable to be asking a 21 to 25 year old to have a degree relating in the field and three years of experience for that cost? Insane. That's why displaying a salary is so important so people can work out the costs of what um, they can do for the breakdown because mm. everybody doesn't have the luxury of working in London or whatever. And Don't just post competitive salary. Absolute horseshit, whatever they're doing through that. So the jobs in S&C. So this is S&C coach, performance, Hertfordshire, so Hearts Uni. Um, salary, I never really get this. Between twenty three thousand and twenty eight grand pro rata, somewhere between there. Just we'll, we'll take a guess depending on how our budget looks. Definitely, but we'll be at the lower end of that. Um, plus yeah. performance related pay, not great. Um, what is this? An intern in SNC at Bromley Tennis Centre. What would an intern be commonly paid, Daniel? Oh. Nothing. Nothing. It's voluntary. Obviously, they don't want to be paid for somebody that needs expertise. Um, yeah, absolutely insane. Be completing your MSc. Fuck off. Um, yeah, and you're going to work for free. I didn't. I work for 40 quid a week um, or whatever, the 40 quid a match. And all the kit. Love the kit. Um, S&C, Boxham School. Salary, 16 grand. Um just insane. Expecting somebody with a UKSEA accreditation, which you have to have a degree to do. Um, so going through that, that one is actually with accommodation. So it's 16 grand take take home before tax. Um, Be better than some of the others then. Better than the others. Uh, <laughs> this one, fuck off Charlton. Charlton Athletic Football Club um, for Charlton Athletic Women. Salary, Depending on experience, that's all it says. Doesn't say what it, how much at all, anywhere on the fucking post. Just says salary dependent on experience. Are you insane? <laughs> hey, it's the best thing I ever did. Insane. Best thing I ever did getting out of football. I, I just, 
I look back now and laugh, genuinely look back and laugh, like at, at what, don't get me wrong, glad I did went and glad what it taught me, but like when you look back at what I was earning in my first year as a PT, Correct, and wonder, yeah. fuck me. Like, what was I? Just, I was probably just earning, to put it in perspective. think of my first year. What was I on first year? I would have been. So obviously, we were in a, I guess, a premium club. But in a perspective, like the first salary at, uh, at Brentford, I was on between like eighteen to twenty-one grand, right? And then the first year, my first uh, P sixty for third space, I think I earned thirty-nine to forty grand. I doubled. Yeah, it I feel in like I, I feel like it was double. I feel like mine was my 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 salary was twenty-two. 22k yeah. a year when I was at Hull first team sports highness. And you obviously a you age. had a little bit of your online stuff already, so it might have been. And I had I did have that was like my say I was like I just saved that money. Yeah. Um. So I had a little bit online, but this is just purely from PT though. I remember my P60 again the same was around the same. It was just over 40, and I was like, oh it's double. About 40. And in my yeah. first year, first year being a PT in London was double what I never earned in football, and I was doing first team shit. I was all over the place and. <laughs> I got a bonus for being promoted, but that was 10% bonus. So again, for me, it wasn't fuck all. Like really, and that was before tax, obviously got tax on it. So I got another, yeah. another grand and a half or whatever it was. Um, but I was the same, like that you just described. I remember my, my paycheck came through after tax would be like 1,500 or whatever it was at the time. I can't remember exactly. Something around that number. And once you'd, you'd put some aside for rent and all your bills and stuff, you're like, oh, is that it? You know, like, is that what I've yeah. worked for? Because that's, that's what it felt like. It was like, that's what you worked for. And I remember being in London. And I remember the feeling of looking at my account once I paid my rent. Cause I live with three lads that I used to live with at uni in London. So it was, it was cheaper because it was more of us in the house. And I was, I thought I was stinking rich. <laughs> I probably had, I probably had once I paid rent and bills nearly two grand of my own money to do what I wanted with. When I when in my first year as a PT, I remember it. I remember once I hit that hundred session a month mark. We did it a couple of times, I think. We didn't stay that high. We hit it a couple of times. Getting that one through, you were like fucking hell. And now look, now you look back and you're like, oh my god, like you know, just because we're younger and it was just you've had no responsibilities and you don't have to worry yeah. about anything. <laughs> um, it's just mad. Like I, I just think it's mad. Then looking back and go, you know, Charlton, they're going to pay what eighteen grand a year. They're looking to pay there. They want someone who's still living at home, who's got no rent to pay, because then they'll look, oh, that's all right. Um, it's frightening. It's, it's frightening what these, what these people and clubs are trying to get away with when, again, like we know what you can go out and earn as a personal trainer, you yeah. know, and, and be in charge of your, your schedule. Like, we, you know, we, we used to work mm. six days a week. That wasn't like, that wasn't just nine to five either. That is, you're in at half seven, eight. You are there until, you know, five, six. You're working all the, all the evening games, all the reserve games, like training on a Saturday morning game day on a saturday like it's it's scandalous and an snc is gonna lose a lot of talent it's good it, it, well, it already has it already has like that's the thing like it, and we we know if you like, were to say if you were to show that to americans they wouldn't believe you because over there yeah. it's like a it's like a really popular like well-paid element of of their sports and then people wonder why americans are better than sport than us you know it's like, <laughs> what, and they're more athletic it's like well yeah because since the age of 10 he knows his way around a gym like yeah ridiculous oh it stunts your growth yeah because that's why they're all six foot eight and stacked <laughs> over there yeah because weight training stunts your growth at age 10 of course it does mate insane and it's theory, it's, it's, it? it's it's mental like it it really is and i remember in the academies they they pay even less and you're like no you should be paid more like this is ridiculous no more in the academy level more yeah. come on think about it <laughs> unbelievable like it's it's it truly is frightening um and, it and it's shame on UKSCA for for advertising them right Shame yeah. on them. Shame on them. And literally like, all the comments going, no. below are going like, this pay is terrible. This is why the SNC like world loses people. This is why, yeah, people don't stay in SNC, all this kind of stuff, because yeah. And and to some people, some of the salary we said might be like, oh, that's pretty good. But the fact is, if you nail some of your PT stuff, you will earn more. There's no question about it. Like well you, you will and it's it's not even about that it's more about like the effort and sacrifice people have to put in like you said if you've gone to uni and you've got a master's degree don't forget we're talking about this because these people have asked for master's degrees they've asked they have for, to yeah you have this to isn't have just, one before yeah this isn't just <laughs> like oh i've done some a levels or whatever this is like you've they want a degree they want a master's degree they want you to be going through the accreditation process which is not cheap and takes a lot of hard work to then to then say to them, oh, you're not worth it, though. You're, you're going to get paid X amount. And, and actually, you know, you look at graduates who go on to work in finance in London or whatever. And yes, they're making money for people. But 
there's like a minimum expected amount for a graduate job and it's like 30k at least and that's like a graduate role that's like an internship in finance that is and it's that kind of thing we're talking about is it's um it's just thinking about about those things and and like it's people have put all that time and money and effort into into degrees and all this sort of stuff and to be treated like that by their own by their own federation effectively people who've, who've said that they're good these people have signed off and said these guys are really good they're highly qualified and they're advertising these roles on their website it should be like no like no you're taking advantage of these people um, of and, and the whole argument is oh you've got to do your dues you've got to put them in it's like no put your work in <laughs> pay your dues all that kind of stuff um daniel right we're gonna round off with one thing as uh miss emily pointer uh said we hadn't done stupid things on the internet in a while um, we do it every correct. day every, we just because do all every our week. content on it now <laughs> everything but like because everything it is about. every single time now um but i just i sent you yeah. something on instagram that she sent me a couple of oh, days ago god um by the cobham clinic uh wherever this is oh so, she sent me this as well yeah, yeah. get summer yeah. ready with tone peachy bum true sculpt flex is a muscle sculpting I was... machine that offers bespoke treatment based on a patient fitness level shape and goals you can notice and feel a difference after your first treatment it is the equivalent of doing fifty-four thousand squats in one 45 minute session let's get your body I, I nearly, ready i nearly commented but then I saw it and I was like, mm, you know, they've only got 10 people who like it. It's not. Yeah. Cool. No. <laughs> and it sounds bad like that. It's like if it had a hundred thousand, I would have commented. It's like, well, yeah, because there's more people that it's sort of, I suppose, um, reaching or whatever. Right. The claim is just unbelievable. So I, I, in the Ooh, comment I was going to put, so basically it said 54,000 squats. And I was going to put in the comment, what, not 53,999. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you quantify that? Like how, with what weight, with what weight? with what load like just in you know like it's just a matter. stupid number they throw out it's like I, it's a weird it's a weird number isn't it how they how have they come to that number i wouldn't know not fifty thousand not fifty thousand I, I wouldn't know the difference yeah if somebody said oh this person has done twenty five thousand squats and this person has done fifty thousand squats can you point to the one that has done those squats i don't think i could because no such a weird kind of number and i just don't i don't understand i'll be like all right well what kind of squat did they do this will their ass be more rounded will it be like this or i don't know it's frightening isn't it? mm. it's, it's just frightening, a weird like. thing to do i'm not too well, sure the, the, was... well i sent you that one speaking of stupid things on the internet i sent you oh, yeah, one I didn't, didn't i the guy yeah the, the guy who keeps popping up on my adverts bradley simmons is it he keeps popping up on all my bradley adverts simmons. he's doing yeah. the whole like oh join my workouts right I'm sorry, right? And I don't know if anyone's done this before, but please, please don't do it from now on. It's punching with dumbbells. On his video, he's punching with dumbbells. I'm like, if you knew anything about anything about boxing or weight training or physics or anything, <laughs> you'd know that is absolutely pointless and doing nothing for anyone other than hurting their shoulder. It's just stupid. Just like, and I saw that and I thought, well, I instantly know... I instantly know you know nothing about training. You just look good and jump around a lot and you don't actually know how to train people. That's what I know from that video. Um, frightening. Yeah. Frightening. The guy's got anyway, like oh, he's hundreds got loads. of thousands he's, of followers. He's big time. He's definitely been, he's been in first base quite a lot, I think. Of course he has. Of course he has. They love him. They love him. He's an influencer. All body weight hit workouts all over his page. Brilliant. Oh yeah, definitely. That's how he got in shape, mate. Um, <laughs> anyway, any other business, mate? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Too depressed. no, I'm just going to go and do a punch and workout with some dumbbells. It's all good. Um, yeah, no, 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 business for me. Well done to everybody that passed their exams on the weekend. I had a lovely seven hours in uh, Smash Fitness uh, examining people, all 10 of our students. Um, was fun. There was, if there's one tip, I will give new coaches to take away from the weekend. I'm basically going to give every single time I do assessment weekends. One tip, and if Becky's listening, this is from you, okay, that I, I told you about three, four times in all of your uh, little things, right? When you perform an exercise demonstration, act as if that demonstration, those few reps have to be the best, most intense kind of, 100% correct, act as if those reps, your life depend on that, okay? Because your client will fucking do exactly what you're about to do 
because and if you half ass it if there's no confidence to it if it's kind of a bit laissez-faire kind of all over the place and no intensity essentially that's what they're gonna do um so yeah for coaches out there demo on point because that's probably the new be your biggest driver for queuing okay fucking that means train people train how you're gonna train people essentially do it mm. all right yeah basically be confident. Good tip. Good tip. Top tip from Tom. All right. Lovely, mate. Um, thanks for listening to my awful Invisalign teeth. Um, and just, <laughs> just Dan's voice in general. Um, we will in catch general, you. Just me in general. <laughs> we will catch you uh, next week. Catch you later.